Robert Sapp here. Welcome to the Trinity Word Ministry Podcast. Today I thought we'd do things a tad bit differently, as that shouldn't surprise anybody that's listened to any of my podcasts in the past. I'm constantly doing things differently. But today we're going to be reading from the Old Testament, from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and then we're going to jump straight into the New Testament into 2 Corinthians chapter 6. So let's get started. If you know anything about the scriptures, you know that you know Ecclesiastes chapter 3 is first what eight nine verses eight verses is a it's the time chapter. It's a time for everything. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to get and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. And as I started this podcast, I'd mentioned that this was going to be a little different. This is more directed to anyone who is listening that has not accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. It says in chapter 3, verse Two, that there is a time to be born and a time to die. To each of us is appointed a time to pass away, to leave this earth. It's once appointed to man to die. And then the judgment. If you've accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you stand before Him, and it's you're, if you're standing before Jesus, you're, you're in heaven. You're going to go to heaven. But the other judgment. The other group of people that has not accepted Christ will be standing before the white throne judgment and he will cast uh, those individuals into the lake of fire. That's a, a group of people you do not want to be with and that's the group of people right now that I'm wanting to speak to is those that would be standing in front of God's white throne judgment. It's a time to die. We're not promised tomorrow. You're not promised your next breath, your next heartbeat. So I encourage you, if you have not accepted Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that today is the day. Now is the time. Now you say, well, today is the day. Today, if you're listening to this as soon as I get it on the Internet, or if this is still there on the Internet 100 years from now and you're listening to it, that day is the day. Whenever you hear this podcast, not because of what I'm saying, but because you're hearing this podcast means that the Spirit has drawn you to this podcast. And if the Spirit has drawn you, He is drawing you to God, not to me, but to God. And He wants you to become a part of heaven's citizenship. And it's real easy. There's nothing hard to about it. All you have to do is accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. All you have to do is ask forgiveness for your sins, 
And when you do that, Christ comes in. You don't have to be good enough. You don't have to look well. You don't have to dress the right way. You don't have to be any way whatsoever because you can't. You can never be good enough. And if you're waiting to come to Christ until you get some things straightened out, well, then you'll never come to Christ because you'll never get it all straightened out. You can't do it. It's impossible. I couldn't do it. It was impossible. I just had to accept Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. And then that day, that very minute that I accepted Christ as my personal Lord and Savior, He started cleaning house. And I'll be honest with you, He's still cleaning house, and it's 35 years. Because you see, as a person, as a human, I, I allow my, my flesh to get involved too many times, and there are so many things, but this flesh is, is never good enough. In the scriptures, it tells us that a man came up to Christ and said, Good servant, what must I do? And he said, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but God. Even Christ in a body of flesh was saying that his body of flesh wasn't good enough to be called good. Now, God is the perfect one, and Jesus was the perfect one. So in his spirit, in his, in his glorified spirit, he was good enough because he is an equal to God. But in his flesh, he was not good enough to be called good. You may not commit sin, or you may not commit crimes you may you know take care of your neighbors and love children and stuff and all of those are the right things to do but even bad people even sinners do those so what's it going to take acknowledging christ as your personal lord and savior for asking for forgiveness of your sins well i don't sin well unfortunately because you think you don't you have because that's the sin of pride so therefore, we are all a sinner. But Christ died for each and every one of us. He came to live and die for each one of us, to give us that remission of sin, to give us that, that covering, if you will. He was the ultimate sacrifice. So there is a time to born, be born, and there is a time to die. And that in itself is the same day when you accept the Lord as your personal Lord and Savior, you, you, your human side dies, but your spiritual side is born. So the day that you accept Christ is the day that you die and also the day that you are born. Now, becoming a Christian doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. On the contrary, he said, You shall suffer trials and tribulations, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. We're going to have problems. We're going to have situations. We're going to have things that just tick us off. Just today, on the way to where I go on Saturday mornings to preach on Facebook, an individual was wanting to turn left. There was nothing coming. He stopped in the road and waited to turn left. There was nothing coming toward him. He could have just put on his blinker and turned left. 
Oh, no, no. He had to stop to turn left. Ticked me off, but I realized that, you know, this is just a momentary thing, and there's no telling why. Maybe God kept me from being at a place a few seconds earlier that I would have been involved in, in a car wreck. Who knows? We'll never know. Might have just been one of those things, but it could have been God-ordained. So, yeah, I'm having to really work on you know, driving and people turning in front of me or stopping in front of me and wanting to turn left when there's nothing coming. I really have to work on that. It just angers me. If you can't drive, stay off the highway. And for those of you that are wondering, yes, this is in Mount Holly, North Carolina, the United States of America. We drive on the right-hand side of the road. We're not, I'm not from England or one of those countries that drives on the left-hand side of the road. We drive on the right side of the road, and to turn left, he would have had to have crossed oncoming traffic if traffic had been coming. This was early this morning. It was 7.30 a.m. in the morning. So, yeah, there was no traffic coming down this road. But why does it anger us? Why does it make us mad? Because that's the human flesh. That's the human side of us getting out. And, yeah, it's still there. We say we die to ourselves, and we do. We die to ourselves, but it's still there. We resurrect that individual. We resurrect that anger, that, that process. But none of us is promised tomorrow. None of us. So I'm encouraging you. No matter what your day's been like, or maybe your day is just starting, maybe you're listening to this podcast at the start of your day, no telling what the day will hold, but understand that God is still there. No matter where you are at, God is there. And He's, with His arms open wide, welcoming you home. If you've read any of the scriptures, you know about the prodigal son. The prodigal son went to his father and said, Dad, I, you know, I'm tired of living like this. I want my inheritance now so I can go off and do what I want to do. Dad gave him his inheritance, and he went off and done what he wanted to do. And he ran out of money. He partied. He partied hardy, but he ran out of money. So he took a job feeding pigs, swine. And he was so hungry that he even thought about eating the pig food. I don't know if any of you's ever what the mountain people here in in the states and Tennessee especially called slopping the hogs, and that's feeding the pigs. You you take the slop, you take the leftovers, you take the stuff that no no human would eat, very few animals. And you mix it and put it in a container and you carry it down and you throw it in your pig pen and your pigs just absolutely love it. Pigs will eat just about anything. If a pig doesn't eat it, then you don't need to be consuming it. That's, that's just the way of life. But you slop the hog, you feed the pigs with stuff that nobody else wanted. So this man, this young boy, had decided that you know he could eat the pig food. Then he thought, well, you know, my dad's servants... They eat better than this. I'll go and ask Dad to let me work as a servant. And I'll be fed and I'll have a place to sleep. So he leaves his job and he walks back home. Now we don't really know how long the prodigal was gone, but we do know that he was gone long enough to run out of money. 
and he was out of money long enough to take in a job that nobody else wanted. Slopping hogs is not one of the more favorable jobs. It's a smelly, nasty, thankless job. So he, he walks back down the road, but Dad was standing at the window looking up the road because he is waiting. He was anticipating. He was hoping. He probably stood at that window and prayed, God, let my son come home. And he looked up the road and he saw his son in a distance coming. And I'm, if you're a parent, if you know how your child walks, you know the child's form. A child can disappear on you for weeks or months. You'll still recognize him when, or her when she walks down the road. Well, Dad hiked up his robe and went running up the road. And I don't know if you've ever really thought about those scriptures, but it was not proper for a man to pull up his robe to run. One, running wasn't proper because it made a person hot and sweaty. And it also showed a, a lower class of people. You pulled up your robe, you showed your ankles or maybe even your part of your leg. That was totally improper. But he pulled up his robe so he wouldn't trip on it, running down the road or up the road, whichever the case may be. And when he got there, his son was probably still smelling of pigs. To be honest with you, you've worked around pigs. You've become, you smell like them. You have to take showers and baths to get rid of that odor. He didn't care. The dad didn't care what the son looked like. He didn't care what the son smelled like. He flung himself on him. And the Bible says was kissing his neck. Now, there's two reasons why, at least two reasons why, the prodigal son was being kissed and hugged on by his father. One, father loved his son and he was welcoming home. He was well, he loved to see his son. He was just thankful that his son was there. And this being the Saturday before Thanksgiving, you know, it's, it's proper to talk about being thankful for things. And this father was thankful that his son was home. But there was another reason why the dad was loving on his son and putting his arm around him. It was appropriate at that time in that culture that the neighbors could have stoned the son for bringing shame on the father. So the father was holding on to his son to protect him, to keep him from harm as his son was being welcomed back home. Our Heavenly Father will run and meet us, will greet us with open arms, will wrap His arms around us to protect us. And when we become His son or daughter, He said that no weapon formed against us would prosper. Oh, you'll get into tight straits. You'll get into problems. You'll have situations. But God said he'd be there to protect us and to keep us. Now, when does all this take place? When is the appropriate time? When is the uh, uh, accepted time to come to know the Lord? 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2 says, For he saith, I have heard thee in the time accepted, 
and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Today, the time that you're hearing this, you want to be protected. You want to be loved unconditionally. Come as you are and leave as God would like you to leave. Today is the day, and the hour that you're listening to this podcast is the time. Now, if you're a Christian, and I pray that you are, and if you're not a Christian, I pray that you become a Christian. But if you are a Christian, you say, well, this message is not for me, but it is for you because each and every one of us, including myself, each and every one of us can get closer to God. Today is that day. And now is that time. So I encourage you, wherever you're at, wherever you're hearing this podcast, I encourage you that there is a time for everything. It's time to get closer, and it's time to get to know your Heavenly Father. Our most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your many blessings upon our life, Lord, for allowing us the opportunity once again to come and to worship and to study and to talk about you, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you'll move and that you'll touch on each and every person that is listening to this podcast, each and every person that hears this, Lord, that you'll move on them, that you'll touch them as only you can. Lord, and we ask this in Jesus' sweet and holy name we pray. Amen. I'll leave you as I do often with number 6, 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Until we meet again, until, you, until we are talking again, take care of one another. <laughs>